מיקי. How are you, brother? So this is a, it, a, a, this is a very exciting conversation for me, but it's also slightly challenging because on the one hand, I definitely don't want to put you on, on, on the spot in any way. Uh, you're one of my favorite people. Um, but I, I want to explore a domain that you uh, There's a lot that you seem to be saying about the world that is that not can't always be expressed in words, and maybe the full the full scope of it can't be expressed with words. but i want to I want to give it a stab. I want to try because I think it's really important for people to to be able to at least become more aware of the fact that something else is happening here. And so yeah, so I just wanted to express that sentiment that uh, I, this will be a, like walking a tight rope for me because I, I, I have an idea which maybe is the wrong modality. Maybe I shouldn't have any ideas about the thing, but I, at the moment at least I have some ideas about how this can be communicated to a larger public. But I, to the extent that I can, I will try and drop that need, and I will try to talk to you on the level that you feel that is appropriate to talk about it. So uh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Dango Thoughts. I'm honored that you took the time. To anybody who doesn't know Miki, you are, uh, you've had some very interesting experiences in the last two or three years, and maybe you've had some of them before. Um, I'm going to do a short summation and then you can correct everywhere that I misrepresented what, what you've been going through. And uh, in, these, in this period, you've experienced an accelerated pace and strength of certain types of experiences that some people would categorize as spiritual, transcendent, things like that. But of course, again, those words don't really do it justice, obviously. But you are the first person in my entire life that even though I am open to the possibility, uh, obviously because of the nature of my discovery, but also because of other reasons, because of other individuals that I've, I came in contact with in the last few years, I am open to listen and to experience more. But I have to say that I, I'm also very conservative with what I'm taking on board as a truth because it's very easy to get lost. Uh, and I think a lot of people, in fact, do get lost. I don't know, you might have something else to say about that, but that's my perception of it. And I think misleading people in that space is not a positive thing. And I see that as well. And this is why, because I see, I guess I see myself as someone that is mapping the space of the alternative uh, perception of the world, or I mean, at least that's what we call it at the moment, or the spiritual space, or the psychedelic space, or the transcendent space, whatever, whatever word you want to put on it. I see myself as someone who's mapping the space, and the better the map, the, the more comfortable and safe journey we can have.
so I'm saying all of this because, like I started saying, you're the first person in my entire life that something happened with you a few times, a few things happened with you, but one that was very big where it was proven to me without a shadow of a doubt that there's a different function here. And I don't want to sound too esoteric, so I will specify just a little bit. Essentially, one of the things that you've done among many at this point is that you told me that you got into, among other things, you got into something called theta healing, in which people uh, learn how to drop into theta. And from that space of uh, mostly theta uh, brainwave, they have access to extra information, that is the claim, in which they can see maybe beyond, they can help heal people, they can they see the possibilities that most of us in the day-to-day three-dimensional space don't tend to see, or maybe you, we see it differently. And obviously you will give me the full spiel, but that's I'm just giving you the kind of my perception of everything. Um, and through that tool, or maybe an expanded tool that you've created, you did something in my presence that I felt in my body. Now, I am fully aware that if I would just be sitting in a, at home or in the car and listening to what I'm saying right now, it would not necessarily move me too much. A lot of people say, I felt this energy, I felt that energy. So I'm very... I have a lot of sympathy for the fact that it's difficult to communicate the profundity and the true impact of this just through words. But to the extent that my rigor with the world is worth anything, I am very careful with what I take on board and I I am 100% convinced that what you've done is real. I felt it very strongly in the body. It was a feeling of uh, warm vibration in the body. But more than that, it felt like, if you want to use a more spiritual language, it kind of felt like a hug from God. If you want to use a more clinical language, it felt like somebody injected me with a lot of MDMA. (laughs) But whatever language we're using, the truth of the matter was that I felt very strong sensation in my body and it was on cue. You did something and just like that, like somebody turned on a switch, my whole body was vibrating. And it wasn't a little bit, it was a lot. And I also know that usually you would probably say that, you know, that doesn't even matter. What matters is like all the stuff beyond it. But I think it does matter. I think at least in this stage in history, when people are just slowly opening up, this kind of stuff can really help open people up. So this is a obviously very incomplete but that's the best introduction I can give at the moment of why we're talking, aside from me uh, really loving you and enjoying you as a friend. But I want you to share a little bit with the world. What is it that you're experiencing and how you came to that and why should we all aspire to get deeper, be more open about this and incorporate more of this into our lives? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the introduction, I think. And I could never hear better words from anybody else than you. You're like, you're my light brother and 
all the magic ha magic happens through you, with you, and and I'm not the the one, the only side on the magic. In fact, I'm only aware of these things happening around and in in my awareness. But I totally know that it's it's happening through me, with me. I'm not the one that's doing it. It's happened to at least both of us and the universe, the all, whatever you want to call it. Um, about Theta Healing, I, I did it for myself. I, I wanted to heal myself. I wanted to understand uh, why I cannot have peace within myself and harmony within myself the, um, in this life. And it's bothered me to the point that I, that uh, in one of uh, the mushrooms uh, uh, journeys, I have a vo voice that I discovered. And step by step, this voice they guided me to Theta Healing. And uh, to people that guided, that the voice sent me to get an, uh, uh, get an, uh, uh, direction, I got to this uh, teacher that uh, the vibrational uh, alignment was so complete that I barely remember myself studying the Theta Healing. I just was downloaded to me and I I even never opened the book uh, or, or paper paperwork that uh, she sent me. It was naturally downloaded and it's kind of my one of the first awareness of strong connection between the two people that all the information and all the intelligence is flowing in a similar way I felt many others after. And um, I tried it on myself and it's worked and I program, programmed the reprogram, was able to reprogram some of my um, uh, interpretations about uh, my reality. And I understood that uh, the reality outside of us, it's in 100% control, what's inside. Maybe we don't know how to control it, uh, but it is 100% there because I could see in some events, in something in front of my eyes, scenario changing, and then it's, it's got my attention. So just to clarify, you mean that our you saw that our internal world dictates to a large degree or to an ultimate degree what is happening outside. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So to, if, you, if you can speak for a moment with some empathy towards people that, let's say, have never had those experiences, and I'm sure you can understand them if you've never experienced it, it's kind of hard to believe that all the lights will be green because you feel good about yourself or something like that. You know, it's that, I guess the, what would you say to a person who says, well, come on, like we know there's a three-dimensional space. We have an internal space. Somehow the brain manifests this thing we call mind. What is, what is the medium? What is, how is it that the, our minds and our state of mind changes things externally? Is it that it's the same thing? Is there a medium through which this information flows? Is there something you can say to people there? Yeah, and it's what we're doing in the conversations that we're having with people. It starts with the 
something that they want to change in their lives and uh, and I'm sharing my my point of view my story and I'm saying that this is what's worked for me and I it, it will never it will it it never actually made sense to anyone when I try to explain what's going on go uh, what's on, what's going on in the higher awareness because and this was part of my understanding that between different dimensions, between different awarenesses levels, there is not, you cannot explain it because you cannot understand it. It's like a relativity, law of relativity. You see completely different things. You understand, you perceive different ways. So um, explanation about how and why and the sense will never work. So. I understood that the best way to explain people is to help them make the way I was aware of making. And uh, yeah, that's uh, and my, my, my one of the first uh, things that I want to say is that if I'm meeting a person that is uh, 30 years old or 40 years old, saying, um, you tried to manage your reality through a certain way. If you come in here to, with a, a will to change something, it means that you're not longer in control. And you need to, maybe, you want to explore different ways to control the reality. And uh, I'm explaining the way it works for me right now. And uh, the process of it, how joyful it is to me. And uh, by understanding what, how it actually works and how its inner work affects my outer reality. And it brings ease to, to me. And people find it uh, helpful and I hope to help many others. So your answer would be try it. See if it works. Yeah. And that is something that, to me, this is a point of contact you and I always have. Uh, Maybe less now because I'm starting to understand that it's it's not about that for you. So I'm not I'm not so much pushing in that direction anymore. But we used to have this conversation a lot in which I would tell you, okay, I accept it because I see that it works, and I see more and more how you you know what kind of things you can do that would actually change, transform portions of your life very radically, pretty quickly. And your answer to that is. Okay, so what else do you want? That That's all you need, right? And my pushback point is always, well, no, because even though you're saying that maybe there's no translatable logic between the realms or between the height of the spaces, my contention is always there must be. You can say maybe we don't understand it or maybe we can never understand it from where we're sitting at the moment, but I'm always saying, well, why should... Why not try? And and I guess the reason in my mind to do that, it's not even just about the curiosity, which is a big portion of it, of course, but it's also that translatable knowledge, which is that the second you understand mechanisms, it's easier to help others see it regardless to who they are. Or It's just like, you know, science. So like the reason anybody who studies can then go and apply and build a rocket. It's not about being in a state of being, right? So this you're saying is a, also a type of a technology. It's an internal technology. 
but you're saying the mechanisms don't play that big of a role. And this is a really shifty point because my mind always goes to what I just described, which is to go back and say, okay, this is amazing. Let's look at the mechanisms and map them so we can help other people. And it almost sounds always to me that you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost like sounds like you're saying the focus on how it works is the thing that prevents it from working. Would that be an accurate... It's almost like the second you get too interested in how it works, it escapes you. You can no longer hold it. Totally. totally. And so that is true. And you believe that that is absolutely the case? Um, so I think we're, we're talking about more than just one... Um, f- phenomena thing. Phenomena. So to one of them, I would say that To, the way I see the reality is not about figuring out the reality, it's about understanding to navigate in it. Meaning, I don't know what is the solution, but I understand what, what will bring us to the solution. So, um, for example, when, you, when you're trying to find uh, the mechanism and explain it, I'm saying that I'm aware of my intention to, to see this mechanism and share it with everybody, and I'm aware of, aware of what's available to me at the moment, the knowledge and the information that's available to me at the moment, and is th- that it's, it's a training for people, for the humanity, to keep it for a certain amount of time that the day will be able to enter this gateway that's called higher dimension where you're aware of what you truly are, which is not the mind, which is not the body, which is not the emotions. And then you have no longer questions about it. And as soon as you try to figure it out, then it's your body mind, physical mind, trying to get the shortcut to this state, which is not possible without just uh, getting you cannot you cannot do it with a physical mind because it's already limited and you're trying to access something that unlimited, unphysical, and and the brain feeling so bliss from get, being in this state, trying to this is how I understand it, trying to get uh, the address in it and then as soon as you, your awareness is here you're automatically not there because you, your awareness is here trying to write it down, trying to remember, trying to... So then automatically you're not there. So it's just playing with the awareness and it's, a, it's like a muscle that you train yourself to go back and you fall in, you go back and fall in. And what I believe and what I see in, in when I'm there uh, in my awareness is that uh, uh, that uh, this is the awakening of the new humanity, that this is our new era of humans to communicate f- and, and function from higher awareness where we know that we are all one and, and there, is no, there is no more needs in many systems that cause suffering and pain. So are you saying that the process of analyzing itself that is to look at things as made out of parts and then trying to figure out how those parts interact 
that by itself, that modality, is already a separating factor. It's already, you're insisting on looking at it as a sum of parts thing, and therefore you, by definition, cannot experience it as a whole, and what is required in order to see the higher thing, or to act out of the higher space, is to embody more of the whole. Is that a... Yeah, that's very accurate, beautifully put. Okay. It's meaning that there is layers of awareness and where your awareness is, is what you can be aware of, this is what you can master. If you cannot be aware of something, you cannot master it. So if we want to master this body, we need to be aware of it. It's including our thoughts because our thoughts feed in uh, the, the chemistry into our body and our body reacts in a way. And what I lately understand and uh, observing is that this body not reacts accordingly to what this one aware of and sometimes that there is disconnect that this don't understand why is it reacted this way and it's happening more and more these days to, to humanity because I believe the separation from what they are not is stronger, the, the vibration is stronger and, and forces uh, people to, to separate from what they are not. It's the, the, the pain, you mean? Yes, the, the discomfort. So let me, I will still push back just a little bit, but please know that it's because I'm just very curious and I really want to understand deeper. Uh, so we're in 100% agreement that unless you're aware of something, you cannot influence it. But this is where I have a slight, I guess, query, because that's not entirely true, because... There's a lot of things you're not aware of, even in your body, that nevertheless function. Like you're not aware of what your liver is doing, you know. And yes, I know there's, you know, a lot of spiritual people will come in and say, no, there's a portion of you that is aware. Okay, but what we feel ourselves to be most of the time, for most people, most of us are not aware of that, and it still works. And also, we can, for example, not be aware that we are saying words in a room in which, let's say, hurt somebody, but we're not aware of it. But that's an influence that we're exerting on somebody else. And I think the, 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 the part in which it becomes a thing that, like, this is what I'm trying to always get at, is like, why is it... Why, for example, the, the image of there's this higher whole that we're all part of, but there are layers of function, like the one we, ha we have here, that also play a major role. They're also important. It's almost like if you want to use a little bit more... Um, uh, simple language there let, let, let's imagine that we call the higher self god or whatever you want to call it that higher thing it still wants the smaller awarenesses like ourselves to still have responsibility and decisions like it still wants that portion to also happen because otherwise it sounds like that part doesn't matter at all 
And it's hard for me to, I guess, embody or accept that if whatever this bigger thing is, you're saying it's all of us, but what, whatever it is, it, it seems like it would not make anything that doesn't serve a function. So the fact that we're having this experience, the way we're having it, which is at the moment for most of us separate and we feel like separate individuals and all of that, the egoic state, it seems like it wouldn't make it this way unless there would be a reason for it. Like if the, if the only reason is to overcome that, to me personally, at this moment in time, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like it feels like it should still be functional for something. It's almost like, yes, you want to be inspired by it, but you also have responsibility to not just listen to what it's saying, but also to bring your own vision and you have your own kind of spark. Like, why is that not a more, um, I guess, inclusive image? And the reason I'm using that word is because it sounds like if we're saying that the only thing that matters is just to listen to the higher self, that it excludes the functionality and importance of what we are when we don't feel like we are our higher selves. You see, you see my question? Like, okay. it, it's actually including more because now we also matter. And yes, you can say we, we are not separate, we're that. But from the place where we don't feel that, it, it can't be for nothing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and uh, I, as you speak, I find that the biggest difference because you're trying to figure it out and, and you're trying to explain it. And I'm looking from completely different perspective. I'm looking at the perspective that this is how I found ease in my reality. And I'm aware of a strong uh, desire to share it with uh, many others. And I'm aware of things happening to a conversation that I'm not necessarily know what I'm doing, but I'm aware of it happening. And I'm aware of a universal reality, whatever it is. A, having a, a conversation with me because something that I'm doing inside of it, all of a sudden it appears outside and I have been fun with following that and it's it causing me a joy and bliss in my in my life and I'm just following that and this is how I see the reality you coming from a point how we explain it to uh, to somebody else and I'm saying I know that I don't know and that every day I wake up with a flashlight. The flashlight might uh, change uh, uh, the distance of how much it can look far. In some days it looks uh, just uh, for the next few minutes. In some, you, you can see in few years, you can see the vision. But this flashlight, this changes and you can walk only with this flashlight because I understood on base, based on my experience with my reality, I understood that any information that's available to me, any memory that's available to me, is according to the level of vibration and nothing to do with what I really experience because nothing is really what I really experience. It's always about where you're vibrating and where you're looking from uh, because in the sa uh, same event in the past, you can look from two different vibration points and you can remember it differently, you can know it differently and you can feel differently about it. 
and I start uh, putting more focus on changing the vibration and see what's happened there because I, I, I proved to myself that the higher vibration, the uh, I'm going higher, we, we, you know, it's a word that we can use to understand uh, something that feels more joyful, but the more joyful the vibration is, the, the better the thoughts, the better is, is uh, my actions, the better I can express myself, the, the better... More so, clarity, everything clarity. flows more. So, so instead of change, uh, and, uh, playing the game of understanding how it works, and I, I focus on, okay, let's, let's change the game, change the game of feeling good. And then all of a sudden, as soon as I felt good, the inspiration came in and this I was able to, to understand, okay, it's a different dimension. I cannot explain it. I cannot take the information with me down there because I would write something down and then it would not make sense to me. So I could say that it's part of the training that I passed from my guides. And I believe that they did it to me, that they, at some point they, they made me to erase everything I wrote just to understand that it's, it's important to lose yourself, important to, to understand that you're safe to, to, to go anywhere you want and gain yourself back. And this is our biggest lesson is that yeah, we can lose ourselves, we can, we can try everything. At the end of the day, what we really are, it's the safest and easiest thing to be in all the answers out there at this point that we, you know what you are and you, you, and you not associate yourself with anything physical that it's, you know, a mind, like a thoughts, emotions, or even a stat status or financial status or, um, you know, status in a friend, uh, friendly zones, social status. Um, as soon as you detach yourself from everything, then it feels easy and almost like game over. So real non-attachment? No attachment. So the, all those practices are pointing towards a, a skill that is required in order to ascend to that higher space. It's almost like that... Um, where are those monks? The one that do the very, very fine sand drawing, you know what I'm mm -hmm. talking about? Yes, and yes. then they have to destroy it by the end of the time. Yeah. They look at it for a few moments and it's, it was this very laborious work for sometimes days and then it's very meticulous and they, you know, they spent so much energy and time and focus. They gave so much to make this and yet the practice is to look at it for a few moments, to enjoy it and to erase it because it didn't come according to the belief. It didn't come from you, but it came through you for you to enjoy, but for no other reason. Because the second it becomes about anything else but enjoyment, then it becomes a poison versus be being a gift. So that sounds like what you're describing really is the same modality. And it's very profound. And I think that actually satisfies even my curiosity, because I'm starting to understand that line that you're trying to describe, which is that that's fine. You, if you want to understand, try and understand and enjoy that process. But if you can bring yourself to a place in which everything just feels natural and flowing and joyous, then from that place it becomes obvious to you that 
you don't even need to ask these questions. Mm -hmm. And then the egoic mind comes back and says, yeah, but we do, you know, this is how we do things, so that's how we keep ourselves safe. With, and it keeps telling you. And that's the real, I guess, faith. That's the real trust that it won't hurt you. Mm -hmm. Because the fear is always, yeah, but what if it will? So you always come back and you close in and you're like, I'm a unit and I got to be careful and I got to figure it out. I guess the only thing I'm not fully convinced on yet, maybe I'll get there, is um, that I don't necessarily think that tr trying to understand is necessarily um, an enclosing factor, a separation. Maybe for me. Yeah, maybe. Maybe for me. Yeah. Maybe so that's the only thing. But, but everything else I fully agree with you. And in, in fact... Um, I, I was wondering, it was, just, it was just funny to me because you, according to everything you're describing, it sounds like essentially there's only one of us and we're, we're, in, a, we're in a fun house, like we're in a mirror house and it's all ref different shaped mirrors, reflection of the same thing. So what if th this reflection to you, because I'm in your world now, so the, the reason that I'm, like, it's almost I'm asking that of you is because there's a portion of you that is still asking that to some degree. Yes. So I'm, like, course. voicing it for the... Of course. Right. We help each other to, to bring that to our awareness by... Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I feel you. I, I understand. So I get... But that, you know, this is, this is what I'm always searching for. A lot of people, including myself, Many times we just ask the question to ask the question. We just want the information. There's something that, you know. But I discovered that actually there is an end point, for me at least, for these kind of inquiries. I'm, not, I'm no longer just asking to ask. I'm, I'm asking because I really want to understand. And when there's a true moment of understanding, then there's flow. Okay. And the moment of understanding that I just had is that the only thing I know I'm not fully there yet or I'm just not wrong about it's one of those is that understanding does not necessarily equate to separation and maybe even the ultimate goal of God or the higher self is to understand maybe it is trying to understand so in a joyous way it's really trying to try and understand it, maybe yes maybe no but just understanding that that's the thing that drives the rest of my apparatus in the moment, it puts me at ease. I'm, I be, I'm okay with moving on from here. And it was just, I wanted to share that um, sentiment and feeling because I, it, it also, it feels everything you're describing that state to be, to me. Like when I understand, it's not like, oh, I got my fix. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like, it feels like that. Yeah. So, may, so it is just interesting. Yeah, interesting. Can I ask you something uh, a little bit more specific? Of course. What was the first moment that you can remember that something happened that was truly different of this flavor? Because you didn't have it your whole life. Maybe you had glimpses of it. Yeah. But do you remember the first moment, the first thing that happened that you said, whoa, whoa what's happening here? I believe it's the, the mushrooms uh, experience when, where I just had a voice talking to me, inner voice. That uh, they felt like it wasn't you. 
No, it's felt like it's got his own intelligence, its own intelligence, and I still believe that it's not revealed itself 100% completely to me yet. Still alone in progress. Like the, the thing that was talking? Yes. What do you think, who do you think this is? Uh, it's, it's, it's all me, us, talking okay. from different, but in, uh, there are many different layers, so I do think it's, uh, it's uh, alien uh, extraterrestrials that they're trying to get in, in contact because I do see in the future myself uh, living in a contact with, with them. So Terence McKenna was talking about it a lot, how mushrooms in particular rave. He used to talk about it, how he says, they don't say a word here and there. Yeah. They rave endlessly, like they chatter like endlessly. Yeah. Um, and he thought it was just that the mushrooms themselves are talking um, and they have some kind of an intelligence. I guess to me that makes a little bit more sense that it, they open a channel through which communication can come through. And I don't know if you know this, but mushroom spores, so the things that mushrooms grow out of, they can actually survive the cold of space. This has been tested. And they can survive incredible impact. So they tested it by shooting it from this crazy gun, and they survived the impact. So what it implies is possible that if you would be a very advanced alien civilization, you would spread these seeds, these things throughout the universe, instead of, excuse me, instead of trying to figure out where there's life in the universe, what you do is you send a bunch of those spores throughout the universe, and at some point, somewhere, eventually, it will hit a bunch of, excuse me, areas where planets are formed, they would land on that planet, so they will survive the cold of space, they would survive the impact of coming into the atmosphere and everything else, and then they would start populating that planet. And when the creatures on that planet, if there are creatures on that planet that are advanced enough to digest this thing, it will open their minds to this channel. And then they will start discovering that they're not alone. Wow. So basically, they, it's just a, it's almost literally like, what would be a good analogy for this? It's it's literally like a walkie-talkie. Yeah, like the yeah, the but the, yeah, they just send it, and then whoever can int like if you if a monkey find, finds a walkie-talkie, maybe they'll be able to like operate it, but they won't understand anything that's happening, right? So we're the monkey starting to understand how to work the walkie-talkie. That's but they just sent a bunch of them like everywhere. Just, yeah, that's beautiful. I yeah, so that's I, I just always wonder who they are, it's not like I'm looking for a completion or a closure here, but it's just fun to talk about sometimes. Do you think that, so you obviously believe that before everything closes into this one whole self, there's still a lot more in the middle, and there's a lot, a lot of others who maybe are also us at the end, but before the end, they are other, like they're actually like extraterrestrials, they live either in different planet systems or in different dimensions or in the higher space, right? Would that, would that be like an accurate way of the way uh, how you see it or, or, or you don't think about it in these terms at all? So um, I'm more into understanding that we are creating realities and everything happened 
it's it's like a catch-22, right? Because it's like, on the one hand, you want to encapsulate it so you can export it. On the other hand, you're saying, the more you try and do that, the more you're limiting it to something, and you can't really... Of course. So I, I will state that the, I, I, I know my spiritual mission is to help humanity through this transition time. And this is my biggest desire, and as soon as I recognize it, I understood that there is nothing else that I want to do more than share it with the humanity because it's what brings joy to me and bliss. And without it, I'm kind of saying it's not life for me. So uh, the, the intentions are there, but the way things work with uh, contact, as we call it, because I, I, I'm only aware of the next step that's given to me or I'm guided to, and I follow it completely. And right now, what I can be aware of is that strong desire to to meet people and talk with them about it, and uh, and it's happened in a natural way. And we, you and I, are speaking about uh, uh, bringing it more availability to to others to contact us and uh, provide some sort of community. I do see a vision. I can tell you how the vision looks like, but how is it gonna play out? I'm totally uh, every day forgetting everything and letting the reality to rewrite itself because I believe that every day we're already going through is a evolvement as a being, as a spiritual being, and we can see different options. So why would lock yourself down to one option that was in one particular moment available to us? Why always don't try to get a better, better one. So for that, I'm just com completely forgetting about all the plants. I know that this is my desire and this is what I wake up with and uh, do my best to be me at the moment and read the signs as, and read the guides. And in the same way that it's happened with you and with many others, that's all I can do. If you open my laptop right now, you will see it's open on a tab called how to, that, that's a, it's over there. Okay. It, it, I'll show you later. It literally says how to start a nonprofit in five simple steps. <laughs> so I'm very much in the a daily flow of trying to understand how to do this uh, and, you know, how to make this happen. Uh, but again, you always go back to, the, to your modality, which is, uh, don't worry. Like you say, it already happened. Now you just need to become aware of it. So in that sense, I guess the confidence you have in it, I'm still locked or in a place of, uh, sure, it will happen if we make it happen. But oh. you're saying, no, it already did. You need to become aware of it, and then you will become part of the world in which it already did. Is that, is that an accurate... Yes, I, I will add something to it. I, I, I would add that the vision is there. So the vision, the way it's uh, going to happen from for my understanding or my uh, flashlight point of view is that uh, by meeting people uh, and, and uh, sharing that, so, uh, that they are not alone, same as we're doing with many, they're not alone in this awakening and bring ease to their life, recognize more people that want to be involved and by recognizing more people that want to be involved, by holding this mindset, this understanding, this awareness of outside of the body versus inside the body for uh, as, uh, as long as 48 hours, 
will guarantee awakening to the to these higher dimensions according to my guides. I believe that the why forty eight hours? I would just wonder. It's just uh, how it is. That, that's that's the the information that was available to so, me at the so moment. So you're saying if somebody holds their awareness of what they really are for forty eight hours, see the so how do you communicate that again to somebody who never heard it before? What do you, what does that mean even? Like what is who I really oh, am? Right. So, so, so like how do you even get there? Be aware right? of your. The simplest way is to be aware of your thoughts. If you're aware of your thoughts. Uh, you're already in a state that you are not in here. You're aware of what's going on here. That uh, you're not your thoughts. Yes, yeah, that you are not your thoughts. And then this is something that is worth reiterating for the audience, is that you always say, whatever you're aware of, you know you're not it. Yes. Because you cannot, the thing that it is cannot be aware of the thing it's it's, it's always the yeah. the one back right it's like telescoping out exactly which is like I, I see my anger so I'm not angry I see anger so therefore I I'm not anger experience and then if I just like I, I think maybe thinking about some, something simpler like my knee yeah I see my knee and we think of it's my knee I'm I'm not a knee exactly. right we don't think of ourselves as a knee because exactly. we I have a knee yeah, right exactly. But you, you're saying you can keep doing this. You can say, I'm not my thought. Which, by the way, this is what the, you know, most of Buddhist practices and most of meditation practices. But this is a very simple conceptual move in which you just do that. And then you, you can say, I am aware of the awareness that is aware of the pain. So how many steps of telescoping before I, you... I believe, I believe that it's infinite process. And each one of them, it's a different dimension, different vibration that you need to know how to navigate there and it's always new and and i believe that this is the growth of our consciousness that's always going to happen and wants to know more and more and more but uh, i i think for me it was important to be comfortable uh, at, at the next stage so i spend more time versus trying to go higher and higher of course i can find find myself traveling higher and higher but I, I really wanted to, I felt a strong desire around, okay, here's a field that I can bring the, the, uh, the person that I'm in front, I can bring him there. I feel that I can hold the space and help them to get there. And uh, so I, I believe I spent, uh, spent more playing with it because as soon as you're aware of your thoughts, now you really can be aware of what you feel in your interpretation because there are two separate things. It's kind of looking from the same perspective, but looking to disconnect even more um, things that bind it together because you can feel something, you can interpretate it, and you can be thinks about this, and you can be aware of what you're thinking. And you can be aware of what you're thinking and everything else there. So now, if you change uh, any, anything that you feel to energy, because it really is energy, and you c can expect different uh, interpretation from this energy, you can expect something else instead of, oh, it hurts, oh, it heals. And you truly can expect it, then it becomes it's manifest 100% for me. Yes, 
there is a training of the mind how to do it and I wasn't born with it but I do aware of it working for me and this is the training uh, that uh, I believe I can share with the someone and if they get it it's it's automatically done like it's wisdom that happens here and somebody that connects to to this uh, uh, energy field he understands it right away and become part of either using it or uh, taking it to his field and spread spread the the tools but I don't want to make any drawings for anyone to set some reality because I'm totally aware that we are in different realities and we are different we perceive different and now we're learning how to work together because so many years the humanity worked with convincing that what one see is what everybody should see. And now we're understanding that, okay, we're all different, but we're all one. Let's work together. And um, money and power is on the way. They, they no longer, longer make sense when we're all one. You're saying money and power are on the way out. Yes. So so that yeah, it does sound like it's it's a little bit of a contradiction, but I know you will say it's only a contradiction from this limited space, which is that we're very different, but we're one. So we're different facets, different experiences of the same thing. How do you feel about the idea of the Buddhist version of what they call emptiness, which is a little it it might sound not very different, but it is at the core. It's I would say it's very different than the idea of uh, oneness that in in that in fact so the buddhists have this concept of emptiness and the difference there is that in fact it's not that we're all one is that at the core there's just emptiness but not emptiness in the sense of the western mind it there's just what is so it's not even that we're me, there is no me. There is no one, there is no nothing. There's just what happens. And there's a phrase that is being repeated, if I'm not mista mistaken, it's in Dzogchen or, or maybe in Buddhist Zen, but in one of those traditions in which there's a repetition of a phrase. Uh, there's a repetition of a few things, like for example, you raise your arm, and you lower it, and every time you make a function like this, you repeat, arms being raised, arms being lowered, and you keep doing this for hours, that's the meditation. And, and there's a phrase, central phrase, that is being repeated constantly, which is, there's no one here that all of this is happening to. And it's reiterated again and again, and eventually there's something happens, it just clicks, that literally there's no one here that all of this is happening to. How do you feel about that? Because it goes a little bit against the idea that we're all this one creator or one oneness. It's different. It's that actually there, there's not even that. There's, there's no one. Literally, there's no one. There's no one. There's just what's happening. How does that sit with you? I feel strong energy about it, and I okay. feel, and I feel, uh, I feel uh, almost when you speak about it, I can almost sense it. Uh, taking me out, and then 
stillness. And I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I really don't. I think <laughs> um, to me, to, to me is uh, really. I would I would not study about Buddhism or Christianity and discover things. At some point, I decided that I would try whatever works for me. And I do hear podcasts and I do read books, but I really try to find tools within myself, and that's what's worked for me. So, so you can help other people. Yeah. So you can hold your awareness like this for 48 hours of what you really are? Yes, and when, when I'm aware of my awareness not there, I, 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 I know I, I'm more complete with it because I recognize this is a low tide in the energy and those moments are very important because they have, do have meaning in our life, in our consciousness. So I'm totally aware. It's like, okay, here's a moment that you give and here's a moment that you take. You're not gonna uh, come to somebody that you came to volunteer. You're not gonna take from them, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I recognize those, uh, those something higher uh, than this physical body that arranging uh, the tides for me, and I and I'm more easily recognizing them and riding them versus versus pushing against them which I think it's a, it's a huge step to, to find relief within ourselves because if we ask in this situation, we're always aware of the situation after it's happened, right? After it's already, so the milk spilled, what are you going to do about it? You can, you can try to be frustrated about it. Please do. How does it feel? Next time that the milk spilled again, you can, uh, you can say, okay, you know what, I will do something else. See how it feels. Till, till the moment you find the best feeling reaction towards the situation that aligns with you and then you realize what you are. And say, oh my God, I, this, is, this is me who reacted. This is like more me. And it's always more of you and more of you. You always can be better and better and better. But then you learn in the system that it's always pushing you to to see better and not be stuck on something that you saw before, even if it was great or if it was terrible. It's okay. It's there for you. Yeah. So something that just came to me when I was listening to you. So the thing that came to my mind was it would be interesting to see what you think and feel after you do a Vipassana retreat. I just registered today. Oh, I'm so happy. Here. I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm so happy, man. This yeah. it's, I'm so happy. Um, but uh, the reason I thought that is because this idea of the emptiness really comes into view very quickly. And then I thought, but why does it matter? Because what you're saying is that you're just focusing on what works and you define what works as the thing that helps you help the most people and yourself. And then, and then the question about whether it's emptiness or the one, is just a philosophical discussion. It doesn't actually do anything, right? But then I thought, that's interesting because what is the value then 
of, for example, what I'm trying to do right now, right? If, if it's all already decided, if it's all already all that one and like, okay, so what is the point, right? Um, but then I thought, well, that's interesting. I never noticed that a lot of times the questions or the right questions drive the curiosity in the process as much as the understanding itself. Because if I think about myself, for example, a lot of times when people, you know, sometimes I would see you talk to uh, Idan, to a good friend of ours, or somebody else who's like in your mindset, and I'm also in your mindset, but let's say they're less, have the, 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 the grind that I have about it. And I just see you guys just sit there and just agree about everything, right? I'll be honest, if I'm watching a podcast like that, of people just, and it does a lot of them, people just like sit and just, I would also say stroke each other's egos, but like they just sit there and they just, you know, they just agree about everything. I'm like, I, I'm not interested. Because then they Stop belong. There. In, hmm? Stop there. Wait, I you know why? Okay. Because they, they, they signal that they belong in a club. They're, I'm not included in this. There's nothing that they're saying that signals to me that they're aware that there are other people who might want to be interested, but they don't know how. And there's nothing that they're doing that allows for that open door. They don't realize they're doing it. But because when you just agree on everything, there's no building up. There's just, we just know, great for you. But there are others that also want to understand. So that's when we all of a sudden we realize that a lot of times the thing that draws the curiosity is the question. And if somebody shows that they have a similar question to what maybe somebody else has, then, then they're interested and then they might listen. And they're like, oh, this is, this is, this, this is a bridge for me. You see what I'm saying? Why, why did you tell me to stop there? Because I wanted to ask you uh, who actually... Uh, experiencing these this, uh, feelings, it's you. So if you experience these thoughts, it's something uh, related to your interpretation of what you see. And if you see this group of people um, gathering together and agree on anything. No, agree on everything. Ag agree on, on everything, right? Yeah, they just smile like, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. this thing, this thing, yeah. Because... Um, And this triggers something within you because it's really, it's really you cannot find this gateway that they found or something, uh, or something that you believe that you are looking for, and you still, in standing there and you you asking them to help you, right? This is what you're looking for. No, it's a little bit more nuanced. I think that what I'm really trying to say, this is something that I shared with you. You remember that short video that I sent you of uh, Charles Eisenstein? Yeah. And at the end, he says. I wish more people would not know. Would not know. That's all I mean. Yeah. There's a certain, there's a certain, there's something about too much certainty that can't be the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't possibly know that. And I think that what I love about what he said, and in that short video, just so the audience is not lost, he talks about the new story and he talks about the new, you know, paradigm and everything. And, uh, I think I will actually live, literally create a link because I, I love that this little video, so it will be on the top. Uh, but he says, 
at the end of all this beautiful picture that he built, he says, you know, and, it, and this is something, I think, along the lines of this is something we would like to see, and I believe will, will come to pass, will come to fruition. Then he pauses and he goes, but I don't know. And, and then he says, and I wish more people would not know. I agree with that. Yeah, and, I, and that's all I'm saying. It's like there has to be a little bit of humility of like, you can't possibly think you know ultimately, right? Yeah. As long as you offer that cap, not you personally, yeah. I'm talking about, because I was thinking, again, all this, this portion of the conversation comes because I was thinking, what is the value of this? Because I asked you this question about emptiness, right? And then I thought, okay, what if you do Vipassana? Because in Vipassana, it becomes clear that there's actually, the aim is to discover there is no self. So there's actually no one because there's not only your one, there's no one. Um, and that's different than thinking that we're all one collective consciousness because it's just, it's just the world. And by the way, I've had this experience before. Uh, single, like I, I did have it a few times. It feels more like that which is that things just happen and you're not in it. There's no you, there's just things that happen. I don't feel part of a collective consciousness. I feel that there's just the things that unfold and in that place feels very perfect. It's like, yeah, it's exactly where it needs to be. Don't worry about it, it's all good. But it's not like somebody's sitting somewhere at the top or somebody's aware of even that. It's just, it's just the world. And awareness is somehow a part of the fabric of the world. And then I thought, so I already explained this, but this is, this is why this is relevant to me, because I thought, what is the cash value of what I'm doing right now? Why am I asking you this? Is this just to have an interesting moment in the podcast? Or this is to drive some kind of a point that I think people can take, do something with? I would like to believe that it's the latter. Maybe I'm deluding myself. But I, think, I, I really think that it's that. And, and if there's anywhere... Um, that I have the confidence to maybe put my foot down is the wrong thing, but if there's anyone that I really have the confidence of saying, to the degree that anyone can know anything, I know that. I know that there's a value there. I know it. That it's not just for me. That you don't. That we don't know. To ask the question, to to not know first of all, and also in the joy of asking fun and interesting questions, versus just knowing, which. Listen, I'm in awe of what you do, and I'm really, I'm, and I'm learning from you every day, and uh, I'm grateful to know you and uh, to, you know, to share a portion of my life with you. But I, I, I do think, again, to the extent that I can be aware of myself, I do think that this needs to be more part of the paradigm shift and of the conversation, because a lot of people are not being included unnecessarily because the you know the people that already got to a certain level of awareness they feel so good or so good a lot of the time or maybe they're deluding themselves I don't know I don't know but I know to the extent that I can know that it would be a better situation if with every single statement of confidence like that there would also be this humility and caveat of like but you know, but we're still learning, or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, and th and that and that would open the conversation to more people. I think. Of course, and if I if I can just uh, put any picture on it, and we all de uh, 
developed in certain areas uh, higher and certain lower and we're all developed in different ways and so so there is a group of uh, people or more people that have had spiritual development now standing out but in reality we're all different different levels and the fact that somebody didn't awaken to his spiritual powers or spiritual gifts it doesn't mean that he's not bigger or, or, or is small, less valued than others so the way I see it is that from this awakening point we're actually going to change the karma because we know that the way I treat somebody that in less awareness than me he it's a law, and this is what I see in my, uh, my, my reality, that it's a law that he will be my master. He or she. Yeah. He or she. Yeah, of yeah. course, we or, mean or he or she. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so wh whoever I'm interacting with, it's, once it's going uh, uh, to be my time to, to service it, and one time it's going to be my to, uh, time to uh, receive from it. And I, and I need to learn to do both, and when it's time for me to, to, to share, I, it's my time to share. And it's always, it's in everywhere in the universe, like breathing in and out, yin and yang, like every uh, uh, male and f uh, female, uh, subconscious and conscious. You see these dualities, uh, this, uh, this element everywhere. So for me, this karma breaks right now because I understand that the value of the one that uh, I'm sharing the information with is the same value as me. It's, it's even higher. That you mean the people who are receiving this information? Receiving it for me or interacting with me or, um, or any, in, in any way. And also it's helped me with the people that I'm receiving help from to understand that this is, is something that it's for me to allow. If my, if my, brought, if my uh, reality brought to me to the situation that I'm there clearly to receive help, it taught me a lot to do receive it and to not block this energy because it needs to flow and it's part of everything. So when we awaken into this awakening that we are all us, I, I personally, do the, my intentions are pure because I know how how careful I need to be because otherwise I cannot get there because I already feel the pain there right away. If I'm, if I, if my ego goes up a little bit, I can feel it right away. So I, I'm aware of it and I'm pushing it down and I'm saying, this is me you talk. So treat, treat you as you want to be treated. Uh, so I, I can feel it. This is what helps me uh, deal with the uh, with avoiding hurting someone or misleading yeah I, it wasn't so much for me it didn't feel like um, either you or anybody that I described this in this hypothetical scenario it didn't feel like uh, they're condescending everybody else it's that they have a certain lack of awareness how you, you have to be sensitive to the fact that we're just transitioning to understanding some of this stuff so there have to be bridges. You, um, just to say that you've convinced, you're convinced because you had these experiences, uh, that's fine. But 
there has to be some even minimal awareness that not everybody experienced it so therefore it it doesn't necessarily make sense to them and it is true also on the other hand i must be honest here that you there's only so much you can pay attention to you can't obviously you can't be aware of every single predispensation of every single person and how they might receive the information so yes that's it's also cannot be the responsibility of each public speaker on the subject but it's almost like it's a it, to me it seems like a lot of this stuff is embedded in the culture around it it's like you know the 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 Aubrey Marcuses, like the people that bring people of that flavor to their uh, circle that is constantly growing. Then uh, actually, to be honest, Aubrey probably does it one of the best, in which he does offer caveats and awareness that a lot, some, sometimes this stuff might sound a little like something you might feel resistance to, so maybe you just can open yourself up to it as a possibility. So actually, yes, there is some, but but I don't see it a lot. Sometimes people just talk; they just say the thing, you know. And um, yeah, so that's the, that that's the only thing. And I, I I'm I'm really big on that because I think we, we we are going to go through a stage, in which a lot of these bridges are going to be required. Uh, but but again, every time you talk, there's something about the resonance in your voice and everything you're saying that makes it clear to me. There's always this feeling of like it's all gonna be all right in the way you talk, which is the, one of the one of your many beautiful qualities. And uh, what I understood, either from your voice or in the subtext of what you were saying, was that all you can do is have a pure intention, and then you trust that the truth, whatever it may be, will come through you in the optimal way. So you don't necessarily have the tools or the attention span to always think about how each person will think about what you're saying. But you, as long as you know that what you're saying is from a real place and you know you're speaking out of that place, then you trust that the truth will embody itself through you in a way that will resonate, even with people that you think that might be even more close to it. Which, by the way, I have to say that that was my experience around you, which is it does... When you talk and you uh, do theta healing with people, I think that's one of the, that's your talent, that's your skill, that's your, you know, uh, probably fate, is to embody those words in a way that, not through logic, open people up, but through an understanding of what is actually happening here right now. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, so that, I couldn't put it in words, but it's exactly how I feel. It's, and, and I thank you for that, because yeah, I've seen you help many people at this point, uh, this way. And we're going to do a lot helped, more. And they helped me as well. It's yeah. always happened to both of us. Uh, well, I, I, um, you know, I, there's a lot of other points that I would like to stretch, but I think this is a good first taste of, of uh, introducing the world to you. And I, I know for a fact we're going to have a lot more of those conversations. We can do a series. Uh, in different places in the world. Uh, before we uh, adjourn, can you tell us a little bit about the specifics of what what we were planning to do and what your vision is and how would you like this? I know you're saying you just trust the thing, but if you have to speak to your human self, like what is 
what is this thing? I want you to voice it. What is this thing that you would like to focus on now? So, uh, from what I, uh, the way I call this uh, mindset training system, the way the guides uh, uh, explained it, uh, or the way I understand the, the, uh, the information, the guides. So, the mindset training, it's something that uh, it can happen uh, we, we, uh, very easily for me. And if someone is open to, to do any change in, uh, in his life, then it's easy to, to, to help them to train the mind. So I think, uh, I don't think, I know, I feel I'm aware of a strong desire to go and share it with people and it's happened naturally if, if for us since uh, I met you especially and that more and more uh, people are um, having a conversation and uh, more people find ease and I through through reaction of people I'm also learning what is that that I'm doing inside or what what is that there I'm aware of happening inside or in my field that affects them on a physical plane so when when you're saying I feel warmth in my body and I hear other people talking about it then I understand that there's something going on that happening here there it helps me so I want to discover more and more of it so that's that's a that's the goal, and uh, the other, the other uh, strong desire is to meet people like us that are awakening and feel feel uh, alone. And when when you meet someone like that, it's like true family comes together. Just 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 cross. It's okay. Oh, okay. We'll be we're adjourning. We're finishing. So you just final words. So uh, this feeling that associated with uh, meeting the pe people that are ready to to hear about it and uh, more like us minded, meaning they uh, understand that there is higher awareness and higher uh, purpose in their life, and it's happened naturally. So um, I'm aware of. Uh, the journey started, and uh, for, for for me to jump in and invite more uh, people to to contact us to create connection and bring together uh, more light to the universe. That's gonna raise the vibration, and uh, with raising vibration, the the clearer thoughts, the clearer the way we're gonna be. And so I'm totally aware of. Uh, being a part of it, and uh, but it's gonna take all of us to to move into our awareness. It's not just uh, somebody's job. I think it's all of us gonna do it. It's beautiful words. I appreciate you uh, taking the time, Vic, and uh, I am uh, very excited about both what's to come this year and on onwards and uh, for our continuous conversation on the subject thank you for on, the on this podcast and beyond. Thank you for the exposure. Thank you for everything you're doing. And this magic wouldn't happen without you. So 
I'm honored. Thank you, brother.